BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. What's up? We didn't hear the end of the song, so welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. And man, has it been one fuck of a week for me. <laughs> Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody. Um, we've got uh, our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I'm enjoying... What am I eating here, Jimmy? A little Debbie. A little Debbie. Garbage shit that he brings into my life. I never oh, ate on, garbage till I married Jimmy. But this little Debbie is good, even though it's probably fake chocolate, fake cream, and really not even in my mouth. But anyway. So hi, everybody. So we got all kinds of things going on, you guys. First, we want to say hi to... First, we want to say hi to D. What's up, D? Hello, hello. Hold on. Let me do something for Ron. Hello, hello. How are we doing today, boys? <laughs> She's going a deep voice. I no, tried. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna be doing Chad, you have to call me Ronnie boy. Okay, uh, uh, let me try that one more time. Hello, hello. How are you doing, Ronnie boy? <laughs> don't do that. I miss my Chad. Uh, so I, I apologize. I'm make you cry now. I know. Don't I really do that because do. then I I'm love, gonna. I love Chad and I miss him all the time. And you know what? I think of him often. He comes to mind, and I say, "What a sin! What a pity! What a waste! He shouldn't have died." Not at my all. Street. So hold on, you guys. Listen, in two weeks, I, I, you guys realize this is radio, but in two weeks, we're coming back with video. Uh, Dee will be on the air with us, and we have a, a new guy who's doing our video stuff. He's our TV tech. He's fabulous. He's got a great deep voice. His name is Scott, and I think he's on the line. I'm not sure I want everybody to hear his voice. Hello, so hello. hello everybody. Hello. There you go. So that's Scott, you guys. He's in Philadelphia taping our show. <laughs> Good old Philly. Hey, hey, hey. In the freezing yes, yes. cold. Snowing. 
Cold and snowing. We're going to have a lot of technical difficulties today. So everyone out there, please be patient. And please, I should be patient too. I have no fucking patience for this shit. I was a contractor to Universal Studios. I made major movies. And now I'm doing these medicine shows with Jimmy Starr with broken down equipment and people in and out and up and down and all around. And I don't know what the hell's going on. That's okay. You'll get used to it. Meanwhile, hang on. We got to say hi to all the people because we have people in the chat room. So we got uh, Jimmy Talk from 50 Plus Easy is in the chat room. B. Claudia from Germany is in the chat room. Stefan Daniel Bell, I think, is around someplace. Um, you guys, and, and, and I want to – what happened are you doing? <laughs> and Ron's choking right now. Are you okay? <laughs> A piece of lemon <laughs> from the lemonade <laughs> in my throat. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, you guys, so we got uh, we got all kinds of things going on, and I want to thank everybody who's been supporting me in my Twitter hack. My at Dr. Jimmy Star uh, Twitter was hacked. Um, Twitter is not helping me with it. It was hacked by somebody in Venezuela off an app called Skrill. It's a banking app, um, and if I was you, I wouldn't tw- I wouldn't use that app because they they get through easily. And I've lost my verified Twitter account with four hundred eleven thousand followers, and now I'm operating under at Jimmy Star Show. So if you guys uh, could follow me back, since I got to rebuild four hundred thousand followers, it would be great. So follow at Jimmy Star Show. Ron's at Ron Russell Show. W4CY is at W4CY Radio. Um, D, are you on Twitter? No, I don't know how to Twitter. <laughs> okay. Hey, I mean, Scott, are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. What's your Twitter? My, my Twitter is Rock Titan TV. Okay, you guys, follow Scott at Rock Titan TV. T I T A N, Rock Titan TV. I think I'm the and, only millennial that does not know how to work Twitter. <laughs> Holy shit, what was that? I don't know, but I'm choking to death. I should have, <laughs> you know, lemonade really should not have lemon rinds in it. It should just have vodka. I agree. <laughs> I mean, you know, if I had vodka in there, I, I wouldn't be choking. <laughs> yeah, you gotta like love it. Oh. So anyway, everybody follow everything that's going on, and we're gonna be uh, doing live video again soon, and uh, in two weeks actually, so we'll work out all these kinks in the next two weeks to get it worked out. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I think we're gonna have uh, one of the people from the movie that we just saw, but wait, let's tell them what's going on. Next week, there will be a rerun of the Jimmy Star Show because I am going in for an angioplasty, which means that... Angiogram. Well, angiogram. Uh, what, angioplasty, what, a facelift? I forgot. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going in for... I wrote on Facebook angiogram, so nobody corrected it. Anyway, it, they go in through your wrist and they go through your vascular system and they see if there's any clogs. And if there is, they put a stent. Because I'm not feeling so hot. You know, being 50 is a bitch. Again. Again. So next week will be a rerun, and then the following week we will be live with television and fabulous guests. There you go. you got to, like, love it. Of course, the show must go on no matter what happens. Absolutely, we're going. So everybody in the chat room wants to know what what the Twitter room was, what the Twitter for Scott was again. It's Rock Titan TV, R O C K T I T A N T V. Follow him, follow him, follow him, and um, let's see. We have two guests coming in today: Samuel Whitehill and Angela Joseph, who uh, we know from a bunch of movie premieres we go to. She's a lot of fun, and she's also a casting director. And maybe she's even going to put Ron in a movie one day. No, she said that. She said, "I can't wait to cast you." Okay, if it has uh, to be a good part. Movie, I don't know. do cameos or extra work. 
<laughs> I just choked to death. That's good. I could go. Did you say something? Was that to us or D or was that to somebody else? What? Who? What? D. She just said something. <laughs> uh, we can't hear you now, D. I hate this show. Can you hear me? <laughs> now we can hear you. All right. Well, I guess I have to make out with this mic. Yeah, so. just make it. Just leave it on. Don't turn it on and off. And and if you have to like shit or fart or something, just oh, Jimmy, like, let us, of course. Just don't worry about it. I'm a <laughs> lady. I don't do, do that things. type of thing. Ladies don't no, pre- fart. Pretty girls never do that. No, I was saying if uh, Rod ever is in a movie, let me know. I'll go to the midnight premiere. He's go. He's got a whole bunch of movies that he's been in. He's got a bunch coming out. Yeah. Well, I need that email so I can catch up on my Ron movies. There you go. Well, the first movie. Go come- online and watch Kroger. Like, first, <laughs> shut up. That, that was that was a mistake. You know, we all make mistakes because when you read the script and the producer sells it to you, he gives you the rah 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 bullshit, and you think it's going to be a great movie, and then you find out the budget is like five or ten dollars the budget and the monster is going to be paper mache and then you have a nervous breakdown because it's nothing the producer promises it's okay you. But, you got your name out there that is all that matters well you know yeah but and he looks want, great in it you don't want your name i'm playing a brooklyn tough cop you don't want to uh be out there in a shitty movie doing a good performance anyway the movie that you want to see should be coming out in april or may and it's called uh, circus road and i play a minister who's really not a minister who marries this couple who then wants to take a shortcut to Las Vegas, we're in Las Vegas, who wants to take a shortcut somewhere, and they want to take Circus Road. And I warn them, do not take Circus Road. And then they're all, we don't know what happens, but I think they all get killed. Well, the (laughs) Circus Road is killer clowns on the road. You know, it's clown time. Zombies are out, clowns are in. Vampires are out. Uh, space people are in. So, you know, we keep changing. Hollywood is very fickle. Yeah, we saw a, a, um, a very low-budget movie called Clownado Friday night in L.A. Um, for a very low-budget movie, it was like, okay, I guess, but 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 uh, we had a we didn't have a great time at the movie, but we had a great time where did we have with Lorraine Landon hanging oh, out with see, the people? Yeah, seeing my, my Lorraine. But Star they dragged Wars me to a, a filthy sizzler. They took me to a sizzler in North Hollywood that I thought the windows were stained glass, but they were just dirt. We went in. <laughs> <coughs> my feet were stuck to the carpeting as we were walking. Also, when I sat on this long, long bench table, wood, my ass was killing me, but then my pants stuck to the grease on the table. I got very sick from what I ate. Everybody else didn't because they're used to junky restaurants and crappy food, whereas all my life I've cooked my own food and I eat healthy. <coughs> Excuse me, that goddamn lemon rind is caught in my throat. So I really didn't have a good time. It was it was pretty chilly here for California, L.A., and it was, you know, just not a good time. I don't like junky, cheesy restaurants. I'd rather not go. And you know what kills me? <clears throat> The prices. I mean, you walk out of there spending 60 bucks for crappy food in an awful environment. The restaurant was lit up, no atmosphere, and all the people that were there, I don't know who they were, but they, they looked weird to me. <clears throat> and they were... They, they were, were... They were what? Fat. They were fat <laughs> people. It seems, why is it always very obese people go to cheesy, crappy restaurants and eat shit food? Don't they realize they're injuring their health? My dad's favorite place to eat was Golden Corral. When we were in Florida before he died, he would always want to take me to Golden Corral. And, like, I would go in there, and it's like 
$13 for all you can eat. And you would see people with food piled three feet high, and it would make me nauseous and not be able to eat because there were so many And they like, were like 400 pounds, these people. So they really didn't need to eat, you know, like... like a, all that food. Have you ever been to Golden Corral, D? I have been to Golden Corral. That was my ex's favorite place to go. And he would just... For a skinny dude, he piled away some food, and I'm just like, yeah. We're not coming here. He was a big spender, too. Right? Maybe that's why he's my ex. I want to go to La Valerice, which I used to dine in all the time in Palm Springs. And Jimmy saw the price of the menu at La Valerice, and he said, well, for your birthday. I thought, what am I, a teenager? I'm going to go to La Valerice for my birthday. I used to eat there once a week. But things change. You know, each person you're with has a different way of living. Hang on. We should just include. Scott, have you ever been to Golden Corral? I have to say I am a bit of a homebody. I don't get out a whole lot. Okay. Oh, don't eat that Don't shit. eat at Golden Corral. It's really like and not don't good. eat at the Sizzler, any of those crappy fast food Wait, wait. Places. Do you eat any fast food at all, Scott? Actually, I don't. I recently oh. became a uh, CrossFit fanatic. Oh, wow. What's that mean? It's an exercise CrossFit. What is it? Yeah. It's, it's exercise. Yeah, it means he's like an exercise guru. Oh, well, exercise is good, but what about food? Do you eat shit food? It all tastes like styrofoam and sawdust. It's horrible. It's not even real food. Jimmy loves it. That's I like Chipotle. Do you eat Chipotle? Ooh, That's my yes. favorite. Yes. Yeah, D likes Chipotle. I, I don't like it. Where did we go the other night where I didn't know what I was doing? Oh, it was the Sizzler. Yeah, the Sizzler. I can't read those menus. He doesn't even know how to read the menu. What are they talking about in the menu? I have no idea what they're talking. And I'm not playing stupid either. I mean, seriously, I stood there. I'm trying to read the menu. I can't. I, I, you know, I like restaurants where the menu is on on paper and cardboard, and they and like it tells you what you're you. eating. Like you also like veal, napkins. Veal he likes napkins that aren't like paper. <laughs> and I like tablecloths. I don't like eating on formica that's greasy and sticky, and and silver that's crappy and chipped. It's plastic hilarious. place. What the hell is this today? And walking out spending 60 bucks. See, I grew we up know. like Ron. My grandpa was from New Jersey, New Jersey. He was first generation America from Italy. Um, and that's kind of how I grew up was, you know, eating like that with n- not really paper plates. He hated paper plates. Anything paper, he was opposed to it. How about fresh food? And like Ron's grandparents only like wanted fresh food. I, I was raised by my grandmother because my mother was an actress and my mother worked. Uh, as a waitress, as all actresses do, and um, my father was a set builder, so he was always floating around all over building sets for theater <clears throat> all over the country. My grandmother raised me, who was born when Abraham Lincoln was shot, because uh, my my grandmother couldn't have children, and she had my mother when she was like 45. So I was raised by a Victorian grandmother who only had a garden in the backyard. We had chickens. And this is in the city. You know, this is weird. This was in, in New York. And uh, I ate fresh. My father never allowed a can in the house or a jar. Never happened. Everything was fresh food. We used to go to the chicken market to get our chickens. they kill it and burn the, the feathers off. And we get fresh eggs every day. So maybe that's why I'm still alive at my age. And I'm healthy and I, I'm young because I ate well. I had figs from the fig tree, tomatoes from the garden, squash, zucchini, uh, eggplant. Everything was in the garden. I love also, it. it was Second World War, and we had victory gardens because we had to raise our own food because the food that was 
you know, uh, manufactured went to the war. So it was a healthy time. I was actually adopted, and the adopted family that adopted me was a booth. Was a what? A booth. What's a booth? A booth. Well, you talked about Lincoln, like, like, like oh, my adopted oh, oh, family oh. was related to John Wilkes Booth. Well, we didn't know that. When you said it's a booth, I thought you were talking about <laughs> like, like a Ralph Lauren Western booth. No. So hold on. We want to say hi to Dave Hughes from Stars Now UK is in the chat room, and Illy from Estonia is in the chat room. And um, let's see. I also uh, uh, want to see. Hey, Scott. Yes, sir. So I'm gonna. We're gonna call our first guest. Um, Dee's going to call the first guest, but are you going to try and play the music video or no? I am going to try to do that. Okay, so why don't we do the, like, Head Over Heels one by Matt Davis. Do you have that? I will. Okay. (laughs) You got to, like, love it. All right, well, let us know when you've got it ready to go, and I'll announce that we're going to play it, and then Dee is going to call our first guest, and we'll see how this works. Okay. Um, all right, you ready? Yep, let's go for it. All right, everybody, this is Matt Davis, Head Over Heels. Enjoy the video, and um, we're going to get our first guest, Mr. Samuel Whitehill, on the line. Enjoy. Just notice 
But now I'm gonna try it in a different kind of way So here it goes I'm just saying this once So shut up and freaking listen I'm telling you that Head over heels. I love that song. I think That's it's a awesome. Pretty song. And uh, now we want to like give a big warm Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell. Ooh, Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell. Welcome to our next guest, our first guest of the day, Mister Samuel Whitehill. Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star show. Hello, guys. It's really great talking to you. Yay! So before we get started, let me uh, originally, uh, officially introduce you to everybody. Starting off with my cool, outrageous man about to- co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Jimmy, lose the yay. Hi, it's so corny. Okay. Hi, how are hey, you? Rod. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. You know, Jimmy's, Jimmy's big intro. Yay! I told him, lose it. It's corny. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Then we got the girl so, behind the we got the girl behind the boards, D, at W4CY. Oh, hello. Welcome. Okay. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. Oops, you're and like, then I was, you're like the Robin for uh, Howard Stern, right? Right. Yes. Then I've got then I've got our videographer who's like learning how the show works for when we go back to television. So say hi to Scott. He's not learning. He knows. Hi, Scott. Uh, hey, Scott. Scott. Hey, tell Scott. Him. Hello. Oh no, he knows how to do hey, it. He hey. just never tell done him, it for tell us. Tell him you're not learning. What you're doing is you're designing. <laughs> I am designing. That's a perfect word, Ron. That is a perfect word. <laughs> You're designing our show and putting it together, so it's as wonderful as when Chad Murphy did it. Or better. We well, we, we only get well, better. It's going to be hard to do better than Chad <laughs> Murphy. He had nine years' experience with us. God bless his soul. There you go. Anyway, we we're happy to have you. So happy to have Scott, and we're happy to have you, Samuel. And we have a chat room with people from the UK. We have... Canada, Germany, Estonia, the United States, lots of people. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello, everybody. There you go. And you guys can follow you can follow Samuel on Twitter, you guys. He's at White Hill Actor. W H I T E H I L L A C T O R. Okay. I'm lazy today, Samuel. So tell us what who are you? What do you do and why? Okay. I'm an old guy, and we uh, moved here four years ago from the East Coast. I was a lawyer out there. We have a couple of daughters in L.A., a couple of grandchildren, and uh, decided to move out to California, and uh, eventually started uh, working as an extra, and then my kids got me headshots for Father's Day in 2015, and they sort of created a monster. I started taking acting lessons. I've been doing that since then, and uh, been in about 150 different uh, 
projects since I started auditioning. Isn't that amazing? Anyway. 150 projects in three years. <laughs> well, it's a lot of fun. I just, uh, I'm having a great time. I always think about how many, how many guys in my graduating class at Monterey High School in Lubbock, Texas, are out here in California making movies and TV shows and um, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, that's what I, <clears throat> my throat, I have a lemon rind caught in my throat from my lemonade. Oh. Would you believe that? Oh. It won't get, lo well, it won't dislodge. But when I was a young please. kid, when I was a young uh, kid back in New York, I used to talk about when I grow up, I'm going to be an actor. And all my uh, uh, friends that were kids would say, oh, you're full of shit. You know, you'll never be a, an actor. What are you, crazy? And then we went to yeah. see J Jane Russell and Marilyn Monroe in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and I was like 14. And when we left the theater, I told my friends, oh, my God, I love Jane Russell. She's so beautiful. I would love to meet her one day. <laughs> well, it turned out she's my best friend for years, and we hung out together. And I took her oh, name, Russ. And I took her name, Russell. That's why I'm Ron Russell, because of Jane Russell. She meant a lot oh. to me in my life. So the moral of this little story is, if you dream it, it can happen. It takes fortitude, hard work, patience, and a lot of your time. And I'm sure that's what you did to do 150 projects. Oh, yeah. Well, luckily, I learned my skills not only from acting class, Steve Easton, the great uh, character actor has a uh, school in Burbank, but also there are a lot of universities and colleges out here, so you can learn the ropes by going into a lot of student films. And I, first year, first couple of years, I did a lot of student films, and then I started getting off into more professional uh, projects. But it's, uh, it's a lot easier than people think. There you go. I like that. You're well, the first one to say. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard anybody say that. You are the first. Um, I have well, never taken. I've never taken an acting lesson in my life, and I never will. I'm one of those believers. Either you got it or you don't. I'm a method actor. I'm Italian, which gives me drama and a lot of uh, exterior energy. And yeah, you uh, have it in your genes. Italians got. He's got a lot of energy in there. We're all actors anyway. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, by the way, I wanted to thank you for the Renaissance. That was great. For the what? The Renaissance, you know. Now the, he's thanking you because you're Italian. The Italians. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an old guy. I'm an old guy, well, too. Theory, I don't get too hard. My type of Italians is the Renaissance, great art, the Roman Empire, uh, well, great no, literature. It, it, it's so just not, that. I don't do the, um, the bad, you know, the bad, stupid stereotypes you hear all the time. No, but, uh, you know, Glenn Ford, who was a, a very, uh, Glenn Ford, who I knew, was a very interesting fella, okay? He was good friends yeah. with Terry, Terry Moore and that whole crowd that I used to know. Uh -huh. And Glenn Ford had a personality like a corpse. I mean, uh -huh. when you met him at a party, you say, hi, Glenn, how you doing? Uh, are you making any movies? Uh, are you happy? Uh, uh, do you, are oh. you going to die soon? Uh Nothing. Zero. Zero. And then he would drink. And then if he drank a lot, he'd talk a little more. But on film, he was incredible. He yeah, knew his, a, I mean, so you see a lot of different, I believe, nationality. Uh, English people are wonderful in theater. English people can act like nobody, nobody's business. 
So I and black people, African American actors are fabulous because they've got yeah. that background, that pain, they've got that whatever. So I believe ethnics has a lot to do with your performance. Now, what is your ethnic background, if you want to tell us? I'm a Jew. I'm a yeah. I'm Jewish. My Jewish is Jewish. good. I'm I'm, I'm I'm half Jewish. Okay, which half? Top or bottom? My 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 father was my father. <laughs> which half? Top or bottom? <laughs> well, I I used to. You know do what it. I'm talking about there. Come out with yeah. it. Yeah. Well, my father was uh, of Jewish descent, and he was an Italian uh, Jew. So uh, okay. well, I respect it for him. Jews. A lot of Italian. Well, Jews. you know, there was an Italian Jew back in the uh, 14th century who wrote a Jewish version of the uh, Divine Comedy. Christopher Columbus. Yeah, he uh, he wrote a he did what Dante did. He put his friends in heaven and his enemies in hell. I love it. Yeah. I have a question. Well, Christopher Columbus was Jewish, and no, well, not they say that. that that's, no, that's no, 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 no. We're from my father's from Genoa, where the greatest yeah. percentage of Jews are, like Venice. And I was in Christopher Columbus's house in Genoa City, and I was out in his garden, and there was a Star of David, a big stone in the back with the Star of David. I photographed it. Oh, yeah? Now, if he wasn't sure a Jew... Star of David, I'm not sure if the Star of David was used, being used when he was around. Of course it was. Star of David was from the Hebrew Bible, the first Bible. No, of course. No, so, it, uh, I'm, I'm pretty cognizant of Jewish history. He teaches... He uh, teaches Star students. of David started in uh, late <laughs> Middle Ages, yeah. I, we could argue about that, but I'd I'd like to see it. I I've read different things. I heard that he was. Uh, he could have been a lot of things. Like people said he was Jewish. People said he wasn't. They said he was Spanish, and he wasn't. He was Genovese, and he was born in the Carugi di Genova, where my father yeah. was born. The Carugi are the little streets, those little wonderful streets that you see in Genova. And he, and I saw uh-huh. the house he was born in. It's a museum. Oh, you yeah. can go see it. It's right off of Piazza uh-huh. di Ferrari. Uh, so I have a question, there. though. Check. I want to. I yeah. want to switch the topic, and I want to switch the topic here. First of all, you have like a very like. You look like a rec- You have a recognizable face, like someone you've seen like all, all over the place. And as an actor, since you went from a, being a lawyer, were you a, were you a trial attorney? No, I have a son who does that, but uh, I was just uh, office. I did office practice. Because I, I was going to say that would that would have been great for you, like learning to be an actor to get booked so fast all the time. You know what a great like training round. Because I would love to do that. I would love to be a trial. My attorney. mother always said I should have been a lawyer because I have a mouthpiece. Well, a mouthpiece uh, you use in acting. So maybe being a lawyer is is yeah. a good tool. Well, being an actor, you have to remember one thing: is the same as being a trial attorney. You have to throw off all of your self, self uh, consciousness. You know, you just have to forget that you're yourself, and you just say what you need to say. And well, you have people to say, think in the audience. Yeah, you have to believe in the lie. That's what an actor does. He believes in the lie, and the lie is you're somebody else. Same thing with a lawyer. A lawyer has to believe in the lie that the guy that just murdered his wife is innocent. <laughs> Otherwise, how can you go to trial? So you say yeah, he goes to yeah, he goes to trial and he kills his parents. He's an he's an orphan, you know. <laughs> right. So you have to believe in the lie. I do that when I work. Well, I get a script and I become the script. I lose me and I become. You're a method actor. You you think when you they say be sad, you think about the time your grandmother was raped by a herd of rhinoceros. You know, I, actually I don't, not. I don't. I don't. I don't. You don't. I, you do method acting, though. That's you associate your own life with what you're doing. Yeah, but not uh, that. Sophia Loren. 
Sophia Loren said that when she needs to cry, she thinks back at, at the wartime when she was young, and then she cries. I don't think of anything. I just, if I'm supposed to cry because my character is sad and whatever, I cry. It's the, char okay, the character. Good. Does your character take you over? Yeah, it should. If you're involved in the uh, project that you're doing, you can forget about yourself and you can actually cry without even expecting yourself to. Absolutely. It's believing in your character. I, I hate actors who read lines. I do that with Jimmy all the time. When Jimmy, yeah, I, I read Jimmy lines. Jimmy reads lines. You know, we go to a lot of red carpet movies, and I see these actors. You could tell when they're hitting their mark because they're looking on the floor, and you can hear them reading their lines. You can't do that because if you're playing somebody with a lisp, you better have a lisp. And you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. You have to be the yeah. character. How do you handle yeah. that? When you get a script, well, what's I, that? Wait, hang on. Okay. I'm going to give you a script right now, and you're supposed to play the Pope. And somebody's okay. asking the Pope, uh, are you against homosexuals? What would you do? I'd say, not against homosexuals as people, but we do know what the scriptures say and what the church tradition says. So, no, no, I don't mean that. I mean, what kind of an emotion would you have? Emotion, a, fri have a frivolous be, one, an uh, angry uh, one. Oh, okay. I would be not angry. I would be simply pensive, trying to make the uh, explain what I was thinking and saying uh, in a way that would be, if not acceptable, uh, comprehensible by the person I'm talking to. See and, now, uh, I would. Oh, go. Oh. I would have played it okay. puzzled. I would have played it puzzled. And I would have said, why do you ask me such a question? You see? Because oh, that's I interesting. That's interesting. It depends on the rest of the movie, though. <laughs> no, no, no. But I became, well, we're doing it. If he was a Jesuit, I would probably know why he was asking that question. There's an article in New York Magazine that maybe 60% of Jesuits are gay. But, you know, that's well, let's say to I, deal with. If I'm playing a rabbi, I'd say, yeah. why do you want to know, darling? You shouldn't ask already. What's doing? <laughs> well, that, that would get you a job in Hollywood because they love stereotypes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? I know what a rabbi, here's what a rabbi, uh, a thinking rabbi, or a rabbi with a heart would say. It's wonderful that you have that capacity for love. <laughs> but more no. Than the average there, person. What, what's more wonderful than uh, my mind just then Selma Diamond. Uh, who was who was more wonderful than or Thelma, wait Thelma Ritter, Selma Diamond, all these broads that played Jewish women that were outrageously you like Fran Drescher. One, Fran Drescher, <laughs> Fran, Franny, I love Fran. She's the new yeah. Thelma Ritter and the new Selma Diamond. I hope that Hollywood never loses that character, that wonderful Jewish mother, Molly Goldberg, hanging out the window. Ask him if he even knows it. Do you even know any of these people he's mentioning? Sure he does. I, I don't know. That. Personally, they don't... They no, don't I don't, don't mean personally, but like... Questions. No, but I, I mean... They, I, oh, okay. Sure they, but don't you agree? Don't you agree they yeah, were well, wonderful? I, ethnically I like wonderful. Dresser. When Fran Drescher was on Charlie Rose, the late Charlie Rose, I say, <clears> he was talking like a normal person. She yes. wasn't talking like with that Queen's accent, but when she goes on a popular talk show like, I guess, David Letterman or uh, Jay Leno, she had that whiny talking like this, you know. And that, but uh, that's how Fran so talks. She, has, she carried her persona with her a lot.
We had her on our show. I know Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher in the real world talks like somebody from Flushing, a Flushing broad. She's a whiny Uh broad. In fact, I'm going to interview her soon for Celebrity Cafe magazine. And we've interviewed her before. And she is absolutely, uh, I I, I suppose her her father talks that way. He was from Brooklyn. And her mother. She didn't talk whiny on our show, though. She talked normal. No, you thought it was normal because you're used to me because I sound sound like a Brooklyn (laughs) Jew. But she didn't sound like she did on the nanny, though. No, no. With the Uh, nanny, she stretched it more. But I could hear the Brooklyn Jew coming through. So let's go. I mean, the Queen's Jew. Well, I could hear uh, Charlie Rose. I would not have been able to identify her as anything but maybe, maybe uh, educated East Coast, maybe upper Upper East Side, perhaps even. All right, but Thelma Ritter, who I love, uh-huh. I mean Rear Window with Jimmy Stewart, so many movies yeah. where she was absolutely oh, yeah. the most lovable, adorable person. I feel yeah. that she and uh, Selma Diamond and a lot of the Jewish comedians. Uh, did a lot for Jewish people because well, before and, yeah. before people thought that Jews had horns and that they should be thrown in ovens and that they were hideous people, they looked like rodents, which Hitler portrayed. These women came ahead and showed us love, Hamish homes, let's have mandel bread, let's have coffee together. They showed humanity. They showed beautiful women, and I love well, them for doing it. And Gertrude Berg too. I, I that's saw that's her. Molly Goldberg. Gertrude yeah, Berg. she had to learn. She had to learn to talk. She didn't know how to speak Yiddish, and she had to learn the accent for her part. Well, she was from Yiddish theater, I thought. No, she was not. She was I a thought regular... she. No, she was not. I think that uh, from Yiddish theater we have uh, uh, so Adler, many great. You know the great acting teacher Adler from the family. Right. Uh, Edith Theater, but um, Paul Lucas was Stella, from Stella, Adler, Stella Adler and her sister, uh, uh, the uh, late uh, literary agent Bertha well, Klausner. We've had a lot of great actors from uh, Yiddish yeah. Theater, like Paul Lucas. He was one in so many actors. But I thought that yeah. she was from Yiddish Theater. No, she wasn't. I you might know be what, wrong, but you I remember know what Yiddish Theater, theater is. She had to learn the accent and learn the uh, mannerisms for that so, role. So, what is Yiddish theater? It, Yiddish theater. It, I'll let I'll let uh, our guest tell you. Sam, Samuel, well, what's Yiddish back, theater? Yeah, back in the uh, day, the early part of the 20th century, all the way up into the 1940s, the uh, immigrant population was very large, and they had their own theater. They some brought from from Eastern Europe, and some they started in the United States, and there were great uh, Yiddish language plays of all the great playwrights. There was also a uh, cinema, Yiddish cinema, made in the United States, also made in Poland. And they had some very, very good actors, Molly Picone, for example. Um, I think they still have a few Yiddish theaters. New New York does. New York has some Yiddish theater downtown. But Yiddish Yiddish is like a dialect of... I guess Polish, German, everything combined. So no matter what what part of Europe you're from, if you're from Eastern Europe, you could understand Yiddish. It's a language of its own. I used to know some yeah. Yiddish, but I don't remember it uh-huh. right now. Well, Yiddish but, is also a different dialects of the Yiddish too. You could be from Galicia or, or Lithuania, right. Germany, right. Uh, uh, and Jews could tell what their accent by their friends' accents where they were from. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
but it was, yeah. but a lot of great actors came from there. Actors Studio, oh. I think, really learned from Yiddish theater. Uh-huh. Yeah, Yiddish they, was very much on top of things for a long time in the 20s and 30s. It was ahead of the English, uh, English language theater in many ways, including, and as well as the writers, the uh, Yiddish poets. It's a hysterically, it's, it's a yeah. hysterically funny, passionate, sad language, if you understand oh, yeah. all of that. Because well, when they do a joke, it's, hered- it's hysterical. And when they cry, you cry with them. It's a wonderful theater. I've been to some. I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. But I could feel the emotion of the actor. And you get the gist of it. Well, they, today, they, I think they would have uh, uh, subtitles on screen. Yeah, you know, no, no. This, is theater, so this was theater, theater down in Houston, Houston Street years ago. Yeah, there the was great a- uh, theater in Tel Aviv, Habima. It's a Hebrew language theater, but it started in Russia and uh, back in the turn of the century. And uh, it has, uh, today it has performances in Hebrew, but they also have the uh, subtitles across the screen for non-speakers. Uh, yeah, but I'm talking... You're actually other, like... Wait, I'm talking... I'm talking about yeah. when I was in my early 20s. We're talking 1960, 1961. There was no such oh, thing. Okay. I was learning. Just so you know, Sam, since you don't know anything, because Ron's in here, you're going to tell him how old you are? I'm 78 years old, so I've oh, been okay. around for a long time. Um, I studied everywhere. I even went to Puerto Rican theater up in Spanish Harlem because I wanted to understand what the Puerto Ricans were doing, and I found... Yeah. The theater there, which was minimal, it wasn't that great. The actors were outrageous. That my God, they were full of energy, and they were uh, when they would fight, they were full of. Oh, it was wonderful. It was an exciting theater. Then my friend Barbara Rosenblatt with one T, Cantor Rosenblatt's niece. If you know who Cantor Rosenblatt is, the the greatest yeah, Cantor the Rosenblatt, yeah, greatest great. Cantor in the world was the uncle yeah. to Barbara. I used to follow. Oh. She's the voiceover queen. She did Barbara Streisand's Life on Video on uh, audio uh, audio book. Look her up. Barbara Rosenblatt with a T. Is she's like, in Orange Is the New Black. The first two yeah, seasons. Yeah, she's the best best thing out there. I would follow her. Hang on, though. Wait, wait. Because, Samuel, aren't you a... Uh, I think, like, I saw someplace when I Googled you. Don't you... You teach, like, Judaism or something. Well, I used to... Uh, I, I, I taught Hebrew in some of the Jewish day schools, up, uh, high schools in the Washington, D.C. area. But essentially, I've been writing Hebrew poetry since my 20s. And that was a while back. And I've had four books published in Israel that Hebrew poetry. I've translated Walt Whitman into Hebrew. I've... Uh, Oh my God, that's hard. Into English. It's fun, and if you do anything for 40 years, you're, you know, you can be good at it. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Reagan filed for 75 years, he was good at it, you know? I love it. Okay, so then let's talk a little bit about, because you have a movie. Actually, you've done a yeah. lot of movies, but you have a movie, Hard Visit, which I have not seen. Is it? I don't know if it's available to see. I picked it out specifically because Janae Alt is in it, and so is Xavier Schapel, and both of them are, are popular guests on our show. We've had them both on the show. They're fabulous. They're so much fun. Um, is that a movie oh, yeah, that we can uh, actually see? I think you can. It's probably on Amazon uh, Amazon Prime. That's, uh, Josh Mitchell produced that movie. I was in another movie of his called Wine Tasting, and the uh, same actress you mentioned are in that movie, and uh, that is available on Amazon Prime. Oh my gosh, and, is Josh uh, Mitchell the publicist? 
Yeah. Uh, he's a friend of mine. Me. Yeah, he's a friend of oh, mine. Okay. He books a lot of his clients high. on our show. Yeah, he books a lot of cl clients on our show. That's how I got Janae on the show in the first place. Oh, that's interesting because I, uh, I worked with Josh on that movie. I played, it was wine tasting by some young men who were taking exams to be sommelier, uh, wine experts in a restaurant. And I played the father of one of the boys as well as the proctor for the exam. In other words, a wine expert, a little bit crazy. It was mostly an uh, improv performance. And, I love uh, it. But I'm interested in now is a movie called Somerset, which is a science fiction drama that's coming out. This winter, I hope, uh, I play the president of the United States. Oh, there and you go. I, Very not distinguished. The, not the current president. Uh, not, uh, <laughs> I, I was going to ask that. Are, we, are you going to wear orange no. makeup and bleach your hair no. orange? And are you going to, yeah, I don't you know, be, I'm not Agent, no, no Agent Orange for me. I'm sorry, but. And are they going to, is the director going to tell you to act like a, 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 an idiot? <laughs> no, I think he already saw, he already saw me acting like an idiot uh, when I was on set. That, we produced that a couple of years ago, but it, it takes a while to edit and it should be edited finally. And, but I'm interested in also a movie called The Cry, which is fi finished uh, by uh, Ryan Robert Minford. It's a uh, spy thriller black and white, like a uh, film noir, and uh, it's coming out this spring. I think you should look at it. He, uh, I'll let you know when it comes out. And it's, uh, you know, a whole bunch of other Love things. It. I've been working on... Uh, Actually, you did a movie, Better Criminal. I to work on this month, next month, rather. Well, there your, you your sci-fi movie should do very well, because zombies are out, clowns are out. Now, no, clowns are in. No, they're going on their way out. We're sick of clowns. Now, extraterrestrials yeah. are in. So everybody's yeah, we, have a, we have one. We have a whole spaceship in this movie. It's uh, Somerset's a West Coast city, imaginary city, but there's a space vehicle parked in the sky over the city, and that's what the whole... Uh, oh, I can't wait. There's other things going on. Yeah, it's a... Uh, the filmmaker is uh, Andre Coleman, uh, is an African-American filmmaker, and uh, so many of my breaks have come from black uh, filmmakers, not just uh, Somerset, but also Rolling in the Deep, which is playing now on African-American short films. It's a syndicated program. You probably... Yes, I've heard, I've heard of it. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I play, yeah. I play the owner of a white uh, all-white cafe in South Carolina in 1945. And, wow, uh, that sounds interesting. You also, you I also, would love to play a part that takes place in the early 40s because I was yeah. a little boy and I would love to be an adult back in the 1940s to be like my father remember, was. Oh, I remember do you remember everything. when Do you remember when uh, World War II ended or was that was two before your time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it was nighttime and a friend of my father's had a pickup truck with a gate in the back, and a bunch of the Italians from the Italian clubs had a, 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 a not an accordion, the other thing, concertina, a concertina. That's a little thing you squeeze. And they were singing, and they dragged all the kids on the truck, and we drove all over, and we went for ice cream. And I remember oh, that well. And then around the corner, they had a stuffed doll of Hirohito, and he was hanging from a rope from that building, and there was a garbage pail with fire on the bottom, and they cut the rope, and Hirohito went right into the garbage pail. So yeah, I remember uh, the end of the war very vividly. Oh, I was good. five. I was five years old. Five years old, but I remember. Oh, okay. Wow. 
Yeah, no, I was born after that. I don't. I was. I grew up in the fifties, as opposed yeah, to. Yeah, well, I, 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 I was a teenager in the fifties, and I missed the fifties. They were the best. Drive-in oh, movies, yeah. the hop, everybody, you know, never locked your door. There was no murder, rape, crime. There was no wall to be built. Everything was wonderful. Everybody was happy. Uh, we well, made I money. That's, that's, I don't think that's the case, but uh, things were, well, they had bad things happen back then, and there was racial segregation and discrimination. No, not in my neighborhood. I came from Brooklyn. <laughs> everybody well, lived in okay. Brooklyn. No, Bro Brooklyn. Yeah. Listen, Marilyn Scheinberger was my best friend. I used to go to Marilyn's house, and her father said to me one time, Ron, remember one thing. It's better to have a bad business than a good job. So then I would go to my Puerto Rican friend's house, Manny Rivera, and have fried bananas. Then I would go to my German friend. We were all mixed. We were just a wonderful group of people. Even, even my black friend. When my mother used uh -huh. to wash me standing up in the sink, because I always had dirty legs from laying in the street as a boy, my, I would yeah. say... But she washed the one leg, it was white. That's the Ronnie leg. And then the black leg, well, that's the Sammy leg. So, you know what I mean? It's just, we didn't have that kind of prejudice. Later on in the 60s, it started to happen when everybody got so sensitive about being who they were and fighting among each well, other. Well, I grew up in the 50s in Lubbock, Texas, and I can assure you oh, that... Oh, Texas. What do you want from then. Texas? And when I visited my relatives in New Jersey and, and in Virginia and all over the East Coast, there was lots of prejudice. <laughs> well, you didn't, you didn't you go didn't to Brooklyn. You didn't well, go to Brooklyn. Well, I know people... Well, okay. We can, no, I uh, went, when, I, when I went to school, I went to school with everybody. I didn't go to, yeah. I didn't go to a milk-white school. I went to I know school. That. There people went to school together in New York. I know that. You know that's yeah. why I'm not prejudiced today because I grew up with everybody. So you know what? Yeah. And, and I'm, I don't want to sound like a corny sh shithead. I don't see color, and I don't really see religion unless you're a born again wacko. You know, <laughs> like my sister yeah. is that nut job. You know, where they're really uh, crazy people with Jesus and all this uh, crap. So I want to change this conversation. No, but I'm saying yeah. prejudice. Prejudice is taught in the house. And prejudice is taught in the neighborhood. Lainey Kazan and I have talked about it. Lainey said she lived in an old Jewish neighborhood. She didn't know there were people that weren't Jewish until she went to college. And I thought, yeah. gee, gee, Lainey, that's pretty sad. You know, I was yeah. fortunate. I grew up in a coloring box, and I'm so happy I did. Uh-huh. So let's go to some hypotheticals because we only have a few minutes. First of all, you guys, too, this is Samuel Whitehill, so you can follow him at Whitehill Actor on Twitter. And um, uh, so let's do a hypothetical. If you could have been in any movie that's ever been made, what movie would you have liked to have been in? And then while you're thinking of that, also be thinking about who's a male and female actor you'd like to opposite, uh, you would have liked to work with, living or dead. It doesn't matter. They can be somebody now or somebody from the past. Um, but what okay. would you have liked to have been in? Okay. I'm pretty simple. I would have loved to have worked in Twelve Years a Slave. That wow! Okay. Movie. I read the I read the book too, and the uh, I would also like to have like to have worked. Or I would like to work with someone like Meryl Streep. She's amazing. I've another seen one with the Meryl Streep. That's so funny. Yeah. Everybody, everybody always picks Meryl Mar Streep. I mean, what about Glenn? Well, she's a, she's a, we have stars today. She's definitely a star. I don't know about these other people being. Yeah, but stars Glenn Close. Glenn Close is going to win the Academy Award this year, or I will scream. She was brilliant okay. in The Wife. Did you see The Wife? 
Not yet. Not yet. Oh, oh my you definitely God. want to see it. You, You'll like it. Study her eyes. Listen to me. Look at her eyes. They okay, t- but hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I got to do this for Glenn. Look, look at her eyes when she's get the reaction of her husband. She tells a story with her eyes. The acting is unbelievable. So hold on. Okay, so we got Glenn Close. We got 12 Years a Slave. We have a friend, Tom Proctor, who uh, was on the show. He was in Guardian Galaxy and a whole bunch of things, and he was in that. And uh, it was really cool. Okay, so then what, 12, what male would you have liked to be in? What part I think I would play? like to work with a, uh, a deceased actor named Cary Grant. I always loved his work. Oh. He, was a great comedian and he was a great comedian, a great dramatic actor. And uh, well, I will agree with you on this one. I, I, growing up, I wanted to be Cary Grant. Like everybody else. Yeah. I loved Cary Grant. I still love Cary Grant. And his house went up for sale here in Palm Springs. It sold for three yeah. and a half million. Well, we were like three uh-huh. and a half million short. So we could, <laughs> we, we could. But I love his house. I pass by. We go it, by it all the time. And I look at over it. the fence and I say, look at his pool. And I'm like a teenage fan. I love Cary Grant to death. Yeah, he was great. He was really amazing. So that's my uh, that those are the people I would have liked to work with or would like to work with someday if I you know have a chance and um, you never know I, uh, I mean look, look at all you've accomplished in three years yeah for sure it's 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 just uh, a lot of it's luck a lot of it's just hard work and being in the right place at the right time yes I get calls from people say yeah, I want you to be in my film I'm not paying you anything but I'd like you to be in it you know that kind of stuff happens. <laughs> All right, well, Holly, if you like, what, if you like uh, doing it, if you love doing it, you'll do it without pay. Yeah, I tell those people to go screw themselves. Rob, we used to do no, them, but no. we don't do them anymore. No more. I those days. Never, get, never, never, ever get angry in this business. No, I don't get you angry. I, I say it laughingly. Oh, go screw yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, fa- my yeah. father had Jewish philosophy. My father used to uh, say to me, you know, if I didn't like you so much, I'd tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's funny, Jewish I, philosophy. That's a yeah, nice way yeah. of saying it. I love it. Yeah. So anyway, so you guys, this is Samuel Whitehill. We're gonna let you know when his movies come out. Somerset and what was the other one? Uh, the Cry. The Cry and number, Somerset. I can, I can name a number of movies, and uh, I mean, five features is coming uh, next couple of months. So good for you. Stuff to do. Yeah. Congratulations my on first, that. My first western. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you. Um, Anyway, it's been great talking to you guys. And we want to thank Steve Joyner for introducing us to you. We wish you all the best in your career, and we want everybody to follow you on Twitter at White Hill Actor. So thank you so much for calling in. And I'm going to see your movie, the one with the spaceship. Somerset. Somerset, because that's up on the alley. I'm going to get the thing out and get it distributed, yeah. Yeah, and I will will report it for you on Facebook. I will critique it. I'm sure it's going to be great. Thank you so much, so. Samuel. Oh, yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Nice talking to you. Bye. Bye. Nice talking to you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey, uh, hey, Scott. Yes, sir. So what, what, do you, what is it? You want, we can play a music break, and you want to take some kind of a uh, – do a test or so? What, do you, what is it that you want us to do? You can tell us. We'll just tell everybody. That way they know what's going on. <laughs> they love knowing the ins and outs. I need – I need to reset my entire environment. Yes. How long does that take? Uh, a minute. Oh, okay. That's not long. So, so what we'll do is we'll take a, a music break then. Um, how about if you play, um, let's see. Well, I, I wanted to play I Love uh, L.A. for, uh, that, that's not that long, for when we call the next person. So why don't we play the Get Fresh, She Like Bomb Bomb video. Do you have that? 
Kyle, can you play it while you're recharging, or does we need to have D play something? Uh, D's going to need to do this. Okay, so D, then how about you play? Uh, what do you got, D? Pick, pick uh, something. Make it make it easy on yourself is uh, the longest one we got because I can't play. I love LA because I don't have. Yeah, let's do that then. So then we're going to play Make It Easy on Yourself, you guys, and we'll be back in a minute. It's by Ronan Keating and Burt Backrack. Um, and then, Scott, you can do your thing, and um, and I, just make sure you get us back. We'll do. <laughs> All, right. Right back. All right, everybody. See you in a minute. Here's Make It Easy on Yourself by Ronan Keating and Burt Backrack. Bye. Breaking up is so very hard to do If you really love him And there's nothing I can do Try to spare my feelings Just tell me that we're through Make it easy on yourself Make it easy on yourself Cause breaking up so very hard to do If the way I hold you Can compare to his caress The words of consolation Will make me miss you less My darling If this is goodbye Oh, I just know I'm gonna cry So run to him Start crying too
do me wrong, do me right. Tell me lies, but hold me tight. Save your goodbyes for the morning light, but don't let me be lonely tonight. Say goodbye and say hello. Sure is good to see you, but it's time to go. Well, don't say yes, but please don't say no. I don't wanna be lonely tonight. Go away and damn you. Go on and do as you please. You ain't gonna see me getting down on my knees. I'm undecided, and your heart's been divided. You've been turning. My world upside down. Do me wrong, do me right. Go on and tell me lies, but hold me tight. Save your goodbyes for the morning light. But don't let me be lonely All right, boys, we're back. 
All right, everybody, that was Bobby Eakes. Don't let me be lonely tonight. You guys know her from all her soap operas, and we went to an event with her Saturday night. It was fabulous, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, we're back, and we want to welcome a quick call-in guest. We want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and gorgeous Samira Casamini, who has Samira's oh, TV network. God. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited now, to... Shalom. And Ashokata. Ashok what does Ashokata mean? I love you. Okay. I learned that from my Iranian friends, Mimi and Mahmoud Shafi. Ashokata. So you guys, the reason we have Samira, you. yeah, there you go. The reason we have Samira coming on, she also, we're going to have her come on uh, officially sometime to promote her television show because she's also got a television show like we do. But um, today we're, we're just bringing her on for a few minutes because she's got a huge event. Uh, it's called Oscar Gala. Um, the website is oscargala.org, and it's a big uh, viewing party for the Oscars on February 24th uh, in Los Angeles, and we're going to have her tell you a little bit about it. Go, Samira. Tell us some stuff about your great event. Yes, I am so excited. Thank you for this. This is a great opportunity. I am doing an amazing event, and hopefully we could have a lot of your guests um, coming to the event. It's going to be Sunday, February 24th at the Hilton Universal and the day of the Oscars. So we're so excited. We're going to have a huge red carpet. We're going to be screening the red car uh, Oscars. Then um, have a sit-down dinner provided by the Hilton Hotel. And then after that, we're going to have an after-party with fashion shows, singers, and entertainment. I love it. I'm very excited. I can't wait. You know, Jimmy forgot. My very dear friend is Sherry Belafonte, Harry Belafonte's daughter, who's working, by the way, right now. She's got a TV show coming up. With Jennifer Aniston. With Jennifer Aniston. Now, Sherry is coming here to Palm Springs to a party that we are going to on, sa on Saturday. I'm going to ask Sherry if she wants to go back to L.A. to go to your event. Would it be okay if I brought Sherry Belafonte and her husband, who's a very famous soap opera actor? You can't ask yeah, her that live on the radio. Yeah, I can ask her live. Why not, Jimmy? Jimmy, you're what's her on the spot? No, it <laughs> Sherry Belafonte, Harry's daughter. She should be so lucky. Everybody should. She's a wonderful person. <laughs> I love Sherry. Anyway, we're, we thought we would invite her, and that might yeah. add add some stuff. So I'll let you know about that one. In the meantime, and you also guys my friend uh, Daniel. No, 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 no. When Jimmy's telling me no. I'll no. talk to you in private. Well, we have a lot I of great a list already. We have a great list of friends and people that are very famous. They're all working right now. We didn't get any any dead bodies that are not working. There you go. So hold on, you guys. So this is Samira's event, you guys. To go to it and to get tickets, you go to OscarGala.org. Um, uh, it's OscarGala.org. Tell them, tell them how much the tickets are, Samira, so people have an idea. So it's two fifty. For dinner, uh, VIP tickets, and you can get it at oscargala.eventbrite.com. Okay. And the website is oscargala.org, and we have a lot of great celebrities, such as yourself, of course. And um, Actually, I made a list of some of them. I made a list of some okay. so we can brag at all the fun people coming. Yeah, and everybody, if How you come, you, you, you could meet Jimmy and I. We'd be happy to gab with you. And I'll give you gossip about famous legendary movie stars like Betty Davis and 
Jane Russell. So listen, though, so two come. people, besides the fact that Samira is a celeb- big celebrity in her own right, everybody, and Ron and I are going to be there so you can meet us. Um, you can get your tickets. You can walk the red carpet. Uh, you can get a oh, great yeah. dinner. Some of the people who are going to be gonna, there. And also we have the ones that add gift bags and not VIP. We have it on special until the end of the month for 175 so there, you guys. If you don't get the gift bag, you guys can go for one seventy-five. And these are the some of the Sit cool people you'll see. Sit down dinner at the Hilton, and these are some of the cool people you'll meet. A lot of them have been on our show. You have Scream Queen Caroline Williams. You have Chad Lindbergh from The Fast and the Furious. Christian Kane, who is a superstar, whose movie almost got nominated. Tinker movie almost got nominated for an Oscar. Ray Wise, Tom Sizemore, uh, Michael Copon, Eric Roberts. Robert Craighead, who's been on our show. T.J. Storm's been on our show. By Ling, Corey Feldman, Shadley yeah. Brennan, Ken Devishian, you guys. He's the heavy set guy from Borat, the funniest movie ever made. Um, oh, my God. Isn't that funny? Don Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock. They're both big karate guys from all those great action movies in the 80s. Camilla Banis, Kat Kramer, and there's new people coming on all the time. I picked out all the ones I actually like know. Um, so you guys, I, and I haven't given Jimmy my list yet of my buddies. They're not going. Oh my god! They're not go- Why are they oh not- my god! And I saw your list; it's even better than mine. So <laughs> it's you want me to, huge, yeah. Yes, it's going to be fabulous. And just respond to my email that I sent you, and we'll get it going. I just want to get whatever tickets are left, you guys. We want to sell this baby out. You can come. You can meet all kinds of great people. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, again, you get the we're tickets. We're going to have a sushi bar and adorbs in the in the beginning of the red carpet, and then we're going to go in and watch and do other things. And you know that, you know, Getty and all the people are going to be there taking pictures, you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. So please go get your tickets now. OscarGala.org. It's, it's, it's black tie for the gentlemen and gowns for the women. Yeah, you so guys. make sure you're wearing something really important. So when we ask you, who are you wearing? You'll throw a name at us on the red carpet. <laughs> Oh we're not God, doing interviews on the amazing. red carpet. I, I always do red interviews on the but red carpet. But we're not doing interviews on the red well, carpet. Well, I can ask my friends what they're wearing, and if my camera is rolling, tough titty. <laughs> you, you know, you guys are so good. You should definitely, definitely be even a few minutes hosting that event. I want you guys up on stage. No, you guys I, are amazing. It's fine. Listen, I have every intention of videoing my friends on the red carpet, separate from, you know, your event. This is good for their film reel. You know, it's a big event. Oh, yeah. This is not a. Cra- I asked Lainey Kazan to go, and Lainey said, "Ron, I would love to, except I'm going to one at the Beverly Hilton in Beverly Hills. Otherwise, Lainey Kazan, you know, my big fat Greek wedding, she would have come to your event. That's how important and big your event is. No, this is the event, you guys. There's going to be lots of Oscar parties going on, but this is the Oscar party to go to. If you want to go to like the best viewing party on the planet, don't worry about any of those other ones. It's it's two hundred fifty dollars for the dinner ticket, a dollar seventy one hundred seventy five if you don't get the gift bag. Go get your tickets, OscarGala.org. See all of us there. You'll get to meet Samira. She'll be looking gorgeous. She's a fabulously gorgeous lady. And who are you wearing, Samira? Oh, my thank dear. you. I would like to wear a red dress. But by who? By who? I hope, yeah. So I'm looking who? forward to that. So who, he wants to know who, your designer. What, who's, who's your, your going to be your designer? One of the people from the fashion show or you don't know yet? Maybe, maybe Kiki Wong. I'm not sure yet. There you go. I love it. Kiki Wong is another person, you guys. This is going to be the event of the season. It's you don't want to miss it. It's going to be happening. And, and everybody that's so like... Excited. 
Everybody you like from your favorite TV shows and favorite movies are going to be there, and it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. There's new names going to be added to the celebrity list beforehand. Right. You but guys you have get- to come to my TV show next Sunday. Promoted mine, too. You guys are amazing. You guys are so wonderful. And well, you yes, know why, it is really going to be. You know, everybody can afford to go and have an amazing time because from the time you walk in, it's bliss and glamour. We're going to have golden plates for dinner and, and, you know, beautiful, amazing food provided by the Hilton. It's just going to be amazing all the way. I can't Where wait. can you go and get such an evening for 175 bucks? Nowhere. Jimmy took me to the Dirty Filthy Sizzler in North Hollywood, and it cost us 65 bucks for junk food and a horrible dump. Now you're going to a fabulous event in a gorgeous hotel with all movie stars for 175 bucks. That is a deal, my darling. A get, super deal. You guys get the 250 tickets. Also, otherwise, it's just, this is going to sell out, you guys, because we're starting heavy promotions for it. Right. It's going to sell out quick. Get your tickets now. Um, anybody who lives in L.A. or if you live out of the someplace further away, fly in for it. It's going to be the event of the season. Everybody's going to be there. So, again, it's OscarGala.org. And, Samira, uh, I sent you a bunch of emails. Respond to them, and we'll talk tomorrow sometime. How's that? Thank I'm looking you for forward this interview. To seeing you. Looking forward to meeting you. See you next time. You too. You guys are wonderful. Thanks a lot. All right, Thank Samira. You, bye-bye. Bye-bye, honey. You too. Bye-bye. Gotta love it. I'm so excited about this event, you guys. It's not even funny. I can't wait to wear black tie and look like Cary Grant. <laughs> but you will. You always look like Cary Grant. No, I look like Tony Curtis. <laughs> you'll look like not- Ron Russell, which means you'll be the most fabulous person there. Oh, you're so right. Oh, my God. You tell the truth. Now. Do you not go. compare the, yourself the to other. I'd probably be the oldest one there looking, looking good for an old bear. You tell them Cary Grant looks like Ron Russell. I wish. <laughs> I wish. That would have been my I dream. I love it. So, anyway, so here's our a next quick, guest. Oh yeah, wait, here's a quick commercial, you guys. You can hear us uh, weekly, you guys, on W4CY Radio with the fabulous Dean Scott. There we go. I got them both in there. You got Yeah. Like now yeah, you, can, uh, you can hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A., Hit 1069 FM in New York, Jackalope Radio in St. Louis. We're also on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, Audioboom, Podomatic, Apple TV, Spreaker, and there's about 100 more of them, but those are like the ones that everybody like knows. Uh, when we come back on television, you'll see us on Vimeo, YouTube, Comcast On Demand, and Twitch. Um, and Roku. Did I say Roku? You did. Okay, so there you go. On television, we're on Vimeo, YouTube, Comcast, On Demand, Twitch, and Roku. Um, we're going to play a song and get our next guest on the line. And um, I guess we're going to play... Uh, well, well, who's going to be able to play the music now? <laughs> I can sing. I can, I can play a song. Okay, so why don't you play... Well, what do you have? Do you have uh, uh, how about... Do you have the Get Fresh song? Uh, no, but I have this song called Two Trees. I don't know what that one is. I have no idea either. It was what was in the folder from Chad. Um, no, hold on. Uh, well, do you have... Um, you know what I haven't heard in years that I love? Crystal Ball. Oh, I don't... She won't I, be able to find that. I, I love like years that ago. song. It's my She's favorite like years song. Ago. What's another song in the folder? You can give me whatever song you want, and I can pull it up on YouTube. Oh, no, I don't think... Oh, Crystal... Oh. Oh, well, why don't you uh, yeah, play Crystal Ball? It's such see if you up, can find Crystal Ball on. Is that, that's not what it was called, though. I don't know what it's called. But what's I don't the, know name? the name of my, it. My sweetheart is in it. The girl of my dreams who I love. My uh, Kathy Sledge. Do you, want- oh, you know what you can do? No, no. Ka- go go, go into YouTube. Go to in YouTube and, pre- and type in Get Fresh, G-I-T-F-R-E-S-H. 
And then look for the song. It's called She Be Like Bomb Bomb Bomb. No, I want Kathy Sledge in uh, Crystal. I, I don't know the name of the song. Well, That's not look, the name of the song. Well, look up Kathy Sledge. No, it's not her song. It's the other guy's song. She's singing in it. I know, but she's not credited on it. I, I know this. It was on my record label. Come on, I know, but it's not Kathy. But I love Kathy okay, Sledge. Okay, we'll, we'll get it next week. And we'll I, want I cannot Kathy. seem to I, find Jesus, that love. song. You know, Kathy Sledge from We Are Family. That Kathy Sledge. Yeah, no, well, we'll get it on Sister another time. Sledge. It's not, you, the name of the song is not Crystal Ball. What did you say, D? I'll get, play it for you next week. You said it's Get Fresh, right? G-E-T-T? Yeah. G-I-T. G-I-T. Oh, look, I apologize. G-I-T Fresh, F-R-E-S-H, and the song I want to play because there's a well, there's a video which okay, yep. I guess doesn't do us any good. Is she like bomb, bomb, bomb? Yep, she's like bomb, bomb, bomb. I got it. All right, play that and let's get our Angela on the phone. All right, you got it. If you drink, I'ma pay, I'ma pay, shawty Get with me tonight, tonight He pay you, he's saying, tell him where to do that up, baby I'ma hit it up, like, bam, 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 first round Like, bam, 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 second round Like, bing, 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 third round Like, bing, 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 it's going down You know, I met her last night up in club, living room Now I'm trying to get her up in my living room, oh I'm trying to get, really? They call a cab, tell them pick us up and wet willies, oh City. She doing tricks for me like she were from Magic City. Say she from the A, but she from Carroll City. Lying cause I be in VIP at Club Miami. We be popping all the models, looking like a million bucks. Pulling up in all them trucks, now she begging me to cut. Saying that she ready, all on me in the club. In just a minute, man, I wanna beat it up. Like, bomb, 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 first round. Like, bomb, 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 second round. Like, bing, 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 third round. Like, bing, 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 it's going down.
Hey boys, we're back. Hello. Um, I love that song. Hey, oh, can you hear us? Yep, it was a delay for a second, so we're good now. So we're back. All right, everybody, that was Get Fresh. She liked Bomb Bomb Bomb, and Get Fresh was uh, used to be known as Deep Side. I used to dress him as a clothing designer when we were in Florida. They they performed at my grand opening, and they're like really badass. Oh, goody goody for you! Don't be a dick. I hate you today. <laughs> I'm divorcing you and marrying Angela. Okay. We want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly Gorgeous and talented Angela Joseph. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yay, we're so happy to have you. So you already know us, but I got to introduce the the whole, like we do it for the whole crowd of people listening. So we got my cool, outrageous man about co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, my dear. I'm really pissed off. Every time I say something, he jumps down my throat on the air. He doesn't even have the couth to do it off air. We went on. I want to work the red carpet. I want to interview my friends. Fuck you and do what you want. I do what I want. I'm not. That's fine, but you can't broadslide the lady on. on She was so happy. Didn't you hear her dildo head? She said, (laughs) "Oh, I would love for you to work the red carpet." I know, but I want to walk the red carpet. Yeah, you could walk it. You could walk it in your two dollars shoes. All right. (laughs) They're not two dollars. They're they're (laughs) twenty. Angela. Twenty-two. Angela, Angela, let's talk about. Wait, we got to introduce. So we had we got D and we got D and Scott on the line too. Angela, there are engineers running everything. So say hi to D and Scott. Hi D, hi Scott. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. And then we have a chat room full of people with like every country represented. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello everyone. Thanks for tuning in. There you go. Now go ahead, Ron. Now, Angela, let's talk about your tits, all right? Then last night <laughs> I saw last time I saw you at the event in the disco, your tits were almost falling out of your dress. Why <laughs> do you do now wait a second? You and uh Sadie Katz does it, Caroline Williams does it, my gorgeous uh what's my gorgeous girl's name? Why oh, I have brain thought mad? Lenore. Uh, oh, Lorraine Landon. Lorraine Landon does it. Now, all you girls hang your boobs out. And if a guy looks at them, you say, excuse me, my eyes are up here. Or you say, um, why are you staring at my tits? Well, why do you have them hanging out? And why is it politically incorrect when I write on Facebook about my friend Eileen Shapiro in New York who's five foot tall, she's a size six, and her bra size is about 49 double triple Z. I mean, she's got the biggest tits in the world. So I don't understand why everybody is so uptight. It's kind of like putting women down. So if if men discussing women's tits is putting them down, why do women hang them out? That's the question. All right, I have an answer for you. Good, I want one, sweet face. <laughs> if you're blessed with, well, some of us have are blessed with natural tits. Mine are natural. Um, they are visible whether I have cleavage showing or not. Even t-shirts. <laughs> because they're so big. <laughs> even, because they're so big. Even t-shirts nowadays, like I, you know, uh, some of the t-shirts in the Comic-Con and, you know, comic book and movie t-shirts that we get are not fit for people with big breasts. If they are, then they look like you're wearing a nightshirt. If they're a normal size, then your boobs are like whatever character you're wearing is like staring at you. 
you just kind of got got to get used to it. As a female, I don't think people need to be so uptight about it. I mean, honestly, you said you said to me on the carpet, "My goodness, the sisters are out," and I was like, "Yeah, they can't help it." Every dress I tried on was going to show creepy. Oh, I love it too. It's not anything to be ashamed of. I may be gay. But I was also married for 16 years, and my ex-wife was a size six with a, a what is like 42D bust, and they were real. And I love tits. Right. I'm a tit man. I mean, I may be a fruit, but I love tits. But <laughs> I mean, and, I, and I love looking at them, and I think they're beautiful. But what I also would like, you know, lesbians love looking at your tits too, and guys. Now, uh-huh. I would like to give women a thrill. I would like to like not wear underwear and put on very sheer silk pants and have my junk hang so that people mm-hmm. could see my junk. Why do men strap their junk down and they're ashamed to show if they're hung with big meat? I don't get it. Gay guys would love it and women would love it. So I think all the men out there should start to show junk. The way women are showing their tits, we should show the outline of our uncut or cut penises and give everybody a thrill. Make it equal because it's not equal now. Women are exposing themselves and men and lesbians are enjoying. Guys, hang your meat out. Show the world you got what you got. Girls do it. Boys should do it. What do you think, my sweet? I totally agree. That would be one gala I would love to attend. I mean, if I didn't wear underwear and tight jeans, because I'm pretty hung, my meat would hang. Would you like to see my meat in my jeans? (laughs) I would laugh. I'd be like, well, hello. And now I see why Jimmy's giggling so much. Okay. So next time I see you, I'm not wearing underwear. I'm wearing tight jeans. And we will put a light from your cell phone on my crotch. So we will light up my junk. (laughs) Which we need to to You got it. We need to tell everybody, first of all, you guys, we met Angela. Oh, I know Angela. No, She's no, my but, the, but the people don't know who she is because we didn't talk about her. Like, we just started She's talking. a very uh-huh. beautiful woman, about four foot three, with a set of knockers and a gorgeous girl. What are you, and Puerto she's very Rican, talented. black? What are you? What's your background? I'm, I'm black. I'm black, Italian, French, native, and Jewish. Oh, my God. You're you a have, like, everything. Mess. You're, like, almost like me. Mm-hmm. Except I don't, I'm not black, but I have everything right? else. Well, you say you're hung like you are, so you never know. (laughs) That was good, Angela. I I might have black blood in me for sure, but that's not true because I have a very good friend of mine, and she went out with a very famous black actor. What was the actor's name? Mm -hmm. I keep telling you. Fred Williams. Williams. She had sex with Fred Williams. Williamson. Williamson. And I said, was he he hung? She said, no. I said, I thought all black guys had like 10 inches. She said, no. There's a lot of black guys that have little meat because she likes black guys. So, you know, not all black men are hung. So, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on, you guys. So, Ron and I originally met met Angela. Um, she was working on a fabulous, fun film that we went and saw the premiere last year. It's called Clown Motel. Right. I want to mess it up. There's so many clown movies coming out right now. I and, know. Uh, not clown the one Motel. I'll be not, You must never. Mine is, cl- uh, what is it? Circus Yours is Clown. Is Circus no, Road. Circus Road. So hang Remember on. We one? met her at the premiere along with, uh, we took Thomas Churchill with it and we had been interacting on Facebook and in social media and the film is uh, a Joseph Kelly film and uh, we met Joseph Kelly and David Bailey, two of the greatest guys you'll ever want to meet and, and Angela at the premiere. It was a blast and we've kept in touch then. We've become friends and last week 
We were in L.A. at the Art of the Dead premiere, red carpet good movie, premiere, good and movie. everybody was there, and then we all went to the after party together, and we had a blast, and Angela is a force to be reckoned with in the movie industry as a producer, casting director, I don't know, they got a, I think, do you have a production company too, right? Yeah, we're just working on the, on the fun finalities of that right now, so I'm their twin talent, um, and we do just about everything. I saw it on Angela is one of those people that I call friend at first sight. You know, you fall in, like you say, you fall in love at first sight. Well, mm -hmm. Angela for me was friend at first sight. Now, of course, I've fallen in love with her after seeing her tits and dancing with her all night in the club. There you go. But that was on. amazing. That was so much fun. We had a good time. So first of all, you guys, you're going to follow Angela on Twitter, and she doesn't have a, a Twitter by her name, and her Twitter is Shared Economy US, so it's S-H-A-R-E-D-E-C-O-N-O-M-Y-U-S, and she basically helps promote everybody in the in the entertainment industry. Now, can it's, I say something to you without you blowing yeah. your shit? Yes. Did you invite her to the thing? No, she doesn't live here. She lives in Chicago. Oh, I thought she lived here. One thing no. I know. Chicago, I, I, I want to tell everybody, first of all, because Ron doesn't quite get it, is that um, we were invited to the event. It doesn't mean we get to invite everybody we know to the event. That no, costs but hundreds people of that are important, she wants at the event. I know, but I've and already Angela given her a, is important. I gave her a list of everybody that we could get in contact with and the ones that they like, they're going to let us know. Well, let's put Angela's name on the list. You never know. <laughs> yeah, well, when is, the, when is it? When is it? It's February twenty fourth. It's an Oscar party. Oh, the Come Oscar! On. Oh, the the one that Chalet. All right, I already have a personal yeah, invitation. She's already, to that. She's already got an invitation to that one. Oh, so I'm not going to be able to make it, unfortunately. But no, my um, vice president, my VP Rachel Christensen, is going to be in town. She's one of the um, producers on uh, the Mahal Brothers' newest film, which starts filming on the twenty. Yes. Third or fourth. I saw that. So she's going to be on the Attack of the Unknown. She'll be in town. We'll make sure we get you, you guys connected because she's Absolutely. got a very early call time for the movie, but she's supposed to accompany Chalet for red carpet photos. There you go. That's oh, awesome. so you're not coming. Why? <clears throat> um, because I'm moving in the next two weeks. I've got to move. I haven't moved in two years, and I've got to move a four-bedroom house and still haven't found one to move it to yet, but I'm in Colorado right now. I oh, know. you're in Colorado now? Yeah, we talked about yeah. it. You know, I stopped working in film for 20-something years to raise my daughters single-handedly. I was the original Mr. Mom, and people thought it right? was horrible. Oh, they, you know what they said? They're going to be lesbians because you're gay. I said, no, they're not. My daughters are two heterosexual, beautiful women. They're going to be hoes walking the streets. I said, no, they're not. They're Italian good girls. They're going to be dope exactly. addicts. I, they don't even drink. So, you know, I raised them very strict, very Italian and very good. Meanwhile, they're fucking old maids. They haven't got husbands. So I must have been a little too strict. <laughs> that, that, I wish, I wish uh, they'd uh, find uh, husbands. But anyway. Yeah, are you so going to say down as long as they've not, got it's a good girl? I'm not finished. Now, we discussed it that you're the same way with your kids. You won't yeah. leave your kids. You're a single mom raising fabulous kids. And my hat's off to you if I had a hat. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, a career is good. Got to make money. I was a hairdresser. That's how I made money because being in film, you know, they shed, in those days we, we did location all over. We didn't do, have CGI like today. So if they were doing the Empire State Building, you were there or whatever. And I just couldn't leave. And I was with uh, Universal with uh, Sarah and a couple of other shows. And I 
snuck out and, you know, I was living in New York at the time. So it was tough. And I know what it's like for you. It's rough for you to go to these things. Stay home with your kids. That's the payoff. The rest is just hyped up bullshit. Exactly. And that's why I say I made, I uh, already have a a plan and my vice president, Rachel, will be down there. And um, I'll make sure that she meets up with you guys. And I'm not sure if uh, Dave and Joseph are able to go, but they have the invitation as well. Oh, that's awesome. If you met a nice guy, would you get married again? Um, it's possible, but I don't think marriage is really a key. Marriage is about making babies and stuff. I already made mine. All I'm trying to do is have a, you know, a life and enjoy being a grandma and my children. And we're all in film, too. I have five kids, two sets of twins and a single. Who does that? I did. And they're all you in know? film? And they're all in film. All in film. If you met a nice and my guy, grandsons, too. If you met a nice guy, you just shack up with him, right? I probably there'd be a nice arrangement and I'm a very faithful gal, but that's not my, I guess that's not my goal in life right now. I didn't want to marry Jimmy, but then he said he but was, you guys pregnant. are perfect. Oh, he you said guys he was perfect. Preg- he said he was pregnant with my child. So I, I married <laughs> him to give, to give my child a name. <laughs> so let's, talk a little bit. let's talk a little bit about, I'm going to kill Jimmy after the show. Cause you have so many. <laughs> You oh, wait, Angela, you don't know. So, the, wait, guinea, wait. the guinea temper. I want to talk about, because she, she wants to talk about, she's got a lot of cool projects, things that she's doing. That she's I on see. the air forever. I love her. She's, no, she's never not. going nowhere. We, we, we have 18 minutes left. That's good. You can get a lot of bullshit. 18 minutes. You can there sell you your pussy minutes. in 18 minutes. So hold on. So, okay, besides, okay, so you have Clown Motel, which we met you on. And uh, yeah. we actually met you because you uh, introduced us to the people Russell to Russell and Shelley Brandon for Crepitus right. that we went to yeah. that right. that premiere, but right. you weren't at that premiere, right? I wasn't at that premiere, but I was their publicity coordinator. There you go. So okay. I made so, sure that you and and Ron got there. Um, I love it. So yeah, we had a blast with that. So then, tell us what else you got. And we met you again. We saw you again on Art of the Dead. Um, what's what's the next thing? Because like you always like. Uh, Facebook messaged me all these like interesting things. I know that exactly. you're involved with Legion, which Legion is the coolest concept I've ever heard of in my whole life. Oh my goodness, it is. Uh, Legion M is has found and opened the gates to Hollywood for fans and filmmakers and normal people like you and I. What's amazing is right now as we speak, Legion M is finalizing and at the Man Theater finishing setup for the Stan Lee Memorial. Yes. Kevin is- Smith, and I mean, it's it's amazing. I've been online. There's like several live videos that Terry Pignon, um has shared uh, throughout today with, you know, just the gift boxes and things arriving and the artwork that's there and all the amazing, even have capes and things covering the, the seats. And, it's this you know, weekend, Spider-Man. right? It's, it's right this- now. It's going on today. Okay. The Stanley Memorial. Today at the Hollywood, yep. And it'll end up being a, a production so the world can see it because Stan would have wanted the world to see Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Where Stan is it Lee. being held today? Do that again. It's at the Man Theater, the Chinese Man in L.A. Yeah, I know it. I love it. So then, so then Legion M though, because I've been like researching. So I tell people what it actually is. Legion M is like fans buying into their own movie company, basically. Is this right? the first? It's under the Jobs Act, it's the first fan-owned production company in the world. So fan-owned? And the, 
fans own it and we give the money and we buy our shares and um the legion goes out and acquisitions amazing projects we're a part of colossal with ann hathaway and jason Lucas. um we're a part of bad samaritan with dean devlin uh we're part of mandy with Nicolas then, Cage, Cage Rage, all oh over yeah, the that place. Was a, that was that man, was Mandy was an excellent movie, and I I, I read now too because I've seen the videos on Twitter and stuff that they're they're back in the new Jay and Silent Bob movie. We just did that the other day. I got chills when they released the news. It was so exciting. I love uh, it because you know Jason, Jason Muse has been on our show before, and we were in uh, and we were in the. Um, his comic book store in New Jersey, but not his comic book store, the other guy's comic book store in New right. Jersey. And it's a, the most amazing comic book store like ever. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, I would it. love to go. I haven't been, I would love to go. And oh I haven't my God. met it's, it's uh, Jason or Kevin yet, but now that Legion M is a part of it, that means I get to be as a Legion M investor owner. I get to be a part of the, a meetups for, you know, Jay and Sal and Bob reboot. I get to be a part of the, you know, the sharing and caring and making sure the world knows about the film. I love it. It's also a good place to be. There's also a very good restaurant across the street from the comic book store. So when you go have lunch there, the food was really good. Like American food, but really good. And if people want to get involved with Legion M, like where, where do they go to do it? Legion That's what I thought it was. Just I thought like that Jay, was it. Just like Jay said, join the Legion. That's right. Join the Legion, you guys. So if you guys want to be part of, like, uh, first of all, it's the only one and the first one of its kind, a fan-backed production company where you get involved with everything, go to legionm.com. It really is one of the coolest concepts I've ever seen. Are, are you yeah. ever, ever going to get your ass to Palm Springs to see us? Yes, I am, actually. That's one of my goals is to move back to Palm Springs uh, out of the California states. I was born in San Jose, and then my family, no, uh, my family was uh, raised in the L.A. area. And as we get older, we all go to Palm Springs. Because there's there's no bird heaven. You won't won't know Palm Palm Springs has changed. I don't like it. It's starting to look like Las Vegas. I don't care for it. I like Palm Springs when it old and charming they're putting up big hotels fluorescent lighting starbucks or you know palm canyon uh, drive is, yeah and you guys have all of those cities all the way up the 111 but, just like blew up great, I, mean, I know horrible but the revenue that's coming in from the tourists is fabulous because we've been bankrupt for a long time palm springs so now they're doing better roads and it really is benefiting the town of palm springs and you know what you got to move with the times. You can't stay in yesterday. Uh, yesterday right. is gone. You know. Right. I would love for you to come. I'll make you a nice meal. No, oh, I can't <laughs> wait to see you. I have two aunties and one um, that live up there. I love. Now, it. how come you're living in Chicago? Oh, I mean, wherever the fuck you are, Colorado. Yeah, I'm in Colorado um, because this is where the family wanted. Actually, my uh, my parents wanted to make sure they got me out of Hollywood when I was really really young. Because yeah. I've always been kind of like Shirley Temple and, you know, wanting to be involved. And, and they called me Miss Hollywood. So they were like, nope, she's uh, way too cute and talented. We got to get her out of L.A. and make sure she has a great upbringing. And then when she's older, if she still wants to do it, she'll end up back. That's what I did. I was living in a beautiful house in Beverly Hills, got divorced, 
my wife took a powder. She didn't want the kids. We never saw her. She died a couple of years ago without seeing her kids for 30-something years. And I didn't want to raise my kids in Beverly Hills because of the drugs and the bullshit. And Angelina Jolie was my daughter's, Deirdre's best friend, Angie Voigt. And, uh-huh. you know, Angie went through a lot of shit, and I didn't want Deirdre doing it. So I moved to Garden City, Long Island, which is probably one of the nicest towns to live in in Long Island. Very proper, very old, waspy mentality. A little starchy and stiff for me. But, you know, I made believe I I liked them and I was like them, but I wasn't. Uh, (laughs) And my kids were raised very, you know, white bread, proper, uh, no crime, no drugs. Drinking maybe, but that's it. And I agree with you. Keep, Keep your kids out of the craziness. Exactly. And don't put yourself in the craziness to where you lose track of your kids. That's right. Absolutely. We live in Palm Springs, so we don't live in the action. We just drive to the action a couple times a week. And guess what? <laughs> oh, my what? God, I know. Guess and what? that's what I was, That's what I say about moving to Palm Springs. It only takes a couple hours to get there but having to do a damn flight and make but sure and- somebody's watching my dog. Yeah, it's fabulous. Angela, Angela, listen to the kicker of all of this. We moved to Palm Springs, and my daughters moved to Palm Springs because they wanted to be near us. So it's not like your kids don't appreciate what you did for them. Mine sure do. And I'm sure your kids appreciate the great mom that you are. And they'll move wherever you go. They're going to want to go with well, you. Her kids are young. Yeah. No, 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 they're not. So look, the first set of twins, Brandy and Brittany, are 25 years old. They're, they're in their the third year. They're in the third year. <laughs> they're in their third year of film school, and my single son is fifteen. He's a little Justin Timberlake lookalike, beautiful blue eyes, blonde hair. And then the other set of twins, they're paternal boys, and I swear they're Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger from the movie. One is really tall, and the other one's really small. Totally look different. It's awesome. And how old are they? How old are they? They're thirteen. 13. They're going to be 14 in March. She doesn't have babies. So if she moved to to L.A., those kids would love to be here. Colorado sucks. They would. They would. Colorado is anti-gay. Colorado doesn't like gay people. They, boy, they did a big thing years ago. No, actually, we're doing really good because, see, one of the twins is gay. Oh, yay! One of the girls. One of the girls. And she's a filmmaker. And her girlfriend's in, in film as well. I mean, it's just so, I don't know. We've got a really good network you in remember, Colorado. Do you, remember, do you remember years ago when all the gay people were boycotting Colorado because they didn't want us there? It was good. It was a horrible. That was a long time ago, though, well, right? I, I'm a long time ago person. You know, I'm 100 years First old. First of all, Angela, I had no idea that you had 25. I thought all your kids were like 10 and 12 or something. No, I didn't know I, you had no, uh-uh. 25. Oh, so yeah, you thought so though. Oh, thank you so much. But I, I, I spoke with Ron candidly and, and let him know when well, the girls turned 18 is when I went into film. I, love I kept myself out of it until I successfully raised the girls. Because unbeknownst to most people, their father was one of the first bisexual porn stars in the industry. I love it. Now, listen, yeah. Palm Springs, the real estate is very reasonable. <clears throat> I mean, you could get in some homes here for you won't believe the price. And it's yeah, really, I've been looking. No, it's really a nice place to raise children. The kids here are decent kids. We don't have gangs. We don't have junky looking things like in Hollywood. You know that garbage you see down there. Oh yeah. 
Oh, please. Oh, my Hollywood is a sewer. Oh, I mean, it used to I would be not wonderful. take them down there, not even on a good day. <laughs> no. I mean, I went to an event at the Chinese Ramen Theater. I almost dropped dead. It looked like Marrakesh or something. I don't know what the fuck it looked like. All the streets had tables with people selling things, cash only, which means they don't pay tax. Screw Trump. Uh, and right? you know, it just was not a good environment. Hollywood used to be a movie star place. It was wonderful. Right. You, could, you could eat there and bring your children. Now, forget it. I'm a tough guy from Brooklyn. I mean, I carry a gun and shoot anybody. I don't care. But right. when I go there, I look be- have eyes behind my head when I go to Hollywood, especially if Jimmy and I yeah, are dressed you well. Be yeah, you got to be careful. Well, we wear, you know, good jewelry and good wristwatches, and they eyeball your shit. As you're walking by, you see a guy look down at your wrist to see what you got on. And I just give him a look, a Brooklyn look. So hold on, real quick. They get then. scared. Okay, hold on, because we only have a couple minutes. First uh, of all, we want to get we want to give a shout out to Joseph Kelly and David Bailey from Clown Motel. We've been seeing them at a lot of events lately, and we met them through Angela, and we think they're great. Um, we want to give a shout out to the Clown Motel soundtrack. Last week, you guys heard us play the th- Clown Motel theme song by Deviant. I think Clown Motel for a horror movie has one of the best so- soundtracks like ever. They got really good stuff on it, so uh, when the movie comes out, everybody's going to be really impressed. And um, and and then, so Angela, what what are the projects? What are the things we got going that you want to like talk about? We got like seven minutes. And when are we going to see you? Um, you're going to see me Rootwood with Marcel Wald uh, and Alyssa Dowling. That should premiere end of March. My birthday uh, is the end of March, um, so I'm going to go down there for that one. Yeah. Uh, we, yay! We've got Thirteen Fanboy, which is uh, Friday's Thirteen new franchise. All of the Friday's Thirteen actors and actresses have come together for an original horror written by Deborah Voorhees from Friday the 13th Part 5. She's the one that got the garden shears through the eyes. Yes. With great tits, too. Great tits. You know, Deborah was awesome. We've actually had almost all the people who've played Jason on our show. So CJ uh, Graham is in it, Kane Hoder's in it, and uh, yeah, Ari, Ari Lehman show. is doing it. They've got one of his songs. Yeah, he's, been, yeah he's in Clown Motel, too. He was in, he's been on yes, our show. Um He's been on our show. Steve Dash, who was like the first, was the, the the Jason without the mask. He was on our show recently, passed away, unfortunately. And yeah, um, I know. We've got, we've got all of them. So that's a fun, that's a fun, if that one, that one will actually be a lot of fun. Yes. And I want to give a shout out to uh, Dean Dublin um, for all of his uh, amazing work. He's uh, got one um, out right now that's winning at the film festival. Um, and with that Samaritan, he did an amazing job. And then with his TV series, Librarians and Leverage, uh, he's just been an amazing, uh, friend and independent filmmaker. He's really, I love really Leverage. good. That's, that was one of my favorite TV shows when it was on. Yeah, it, it, I, it is amazing. And, so is and then I don't know if you gentlemen have seen Death House with Harrison Smith. Harrison, no. um, Harrison is the director. He's a, a friend of mine, and he's on the East Coast. Every time I invite him, he has not been able to make it. But he still tweets with us, and um, he's got a new one coming out. you got to see Death House first, but they're getting ready to film The Dawn of Five, Five Evils, which is sequel to Death House. So keep your eyes on that. Also, no, actually, um, Animal Death Crackers. House, Death House, a lot of these people have been on our show. Courtney Palm, Adrian Barbo, Michael Berryman, Barbara Crampton. Uh, yep. Kane Hodder, Lloyd Kaufman, Bill Mosley, Tony Todd, D. Wallace, Vincent Ward, Vernon Wells—they've all been on our show. 
That's cool. Sean Whalen, uh, R.A. Mihailov, Bill Oberst. Like, like more than half this cast has been on our show. <laughs> exactly. So I've worked with all of those friends. These are all of the hardworking um, filmmakers and, and actors and actresses in the industry. Most of us are not governed by production companies and studios anymore. We do our work. Right. Uh, the work we did with the production companies and studios, they paid us a check. It's not like we own the studio. So now with right. CGM, yeah. everybody is involved. Um, I know Thunder Levin from the Sharknados became an investor with Legion M this, this last round. You know, oh. so there's just so many beautiful people that we work with. I love it. I think it's cool. So everybody go to legionm.com if you want to get involved and see things going on. Um, check it out. It's very, very, very cool. You want to make sure that you follow the, the fabulously talented Angela Joseph uh, at Shared Economy US on Twitter. Um, you want to make sure you follow me at Jimmy Star Show right now since my Twitter's hacked. Um, you want to follow yeah. Ron, Ron's at Ron Russell Show. And don't forget our new... Uh, our new our new video tech specialist genius is at Rock Titan TV on Twitter and D's not on Twitter so fuck her. <laughs> D, the lady who's like engineering our show. She's not. No, she's not so on. Why Twitter. did you say fuck her? That's not nice. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> that, that's not even a nice joke. D, we love you. I oh. think he's a piece of crap. Don't even. You know what? Cut him <laughs> off when he talks from now on. Just let me run the show. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Ouch. <laughs> and everybody, you can see me in four new films coming out soon. So oh, yes, I yes, I gotta I'm, make I'm, sure. I'm in uh, Clown uh, Road, wow. and I'm in uh, Amityville. That's an exciting role. Oh I God, can, I can't wait I, for that one. I hide the secret of the Amity House, and then I'm in uh, the Big Fucking Rat. Where I play a mafia guy who's killing somebody. I get killed in that one too. Right, and then I forgot two more other ones. I forgot what they were. What are the other ones? They're in the. Well, they're in, I, in development. I can't even talk about them because they're in development. So work is ahead. Okay. It's going to be fun, folks. Absolutely, I love it. So everybody, um, let's see what else we got. Like two minutes left. So what else you want to tell people, Angela? Give us something good. Tell them how handsome uh, I am and how you love me. Oh, I do. I love you guys both. You guys are amazing. No, 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 no. Just me. Just me. Not oh, Ron. Ron, you are so fabulous. Oh, I look, oh, your career is amazing. And I can't wait to work with you. You're my friend. I love you. I mean, but I can't wait to work with you. What are we going to do? Oh, my goodness. I know. I, I, you know, you're, 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 an, too. you're an actress, too? Yeah, I'm an actress too. I was in Clown Motel. You don't remember wait, me wait, in Clown wait, Motel. Where were you in Clown Motel? I didn't know you were in Clown Motel. You're full of shit. You okay, were so yeah, you saw where? my daughter was my daughter was the young Jane Doe, and my voice was the Jane Doe uh, when they were reading out of the journal. That's my voice. Yeah, it's a we very. We I don't want to know spoilers. Yes, you do. I'm at the. Yeah, we'll I'm going to see it again. We'll I'm going to see it again. They want to see, so see it. Where I want to know what scene you're in. I didn't see you. I'm at the end. I'm at the end, but I can't give any spoilers. Don't give any spoilers because we'll see it again. The movie is oh, going to be distributed in a couple months. I know months. because I heard that. Yep. They didn't care for the first cut, and I agreed with a lot of the stuff that they were talking about. I think with the second cut, it's going to be really a super film because. Oh yeah. Interest in it. It's campy. 
It's uh, and that guy with the long hair is a great actor. He's going to be a big yeah, star. And, and I thought it was. Oh a- my gosh, I know. And that performance that he gave was outstanding. Was, yeah, Without to, spoilers, I thought outstanding. It was a good plot because I like uh, horrible clowns, but especially when they're dead and they're ghostly I like the big, horrible clowns. clowns did all the then they're really did. spooky looking. So on, we got to go, everybody. So listen up, everybody. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Don't forget, next week we're doing a repeat, and we'll be back live with video on, on uh, February 13th. We want to thank the beautiful Angela Joseph. We also yes, want to yes, thank yes. Dee and Scott for being rock stars, and we guys will be back in two weeks. Everybody, please have a great, safe weekend, and enjoy yourselves, and we'll see you guys on the 13th. Bye, everybody. Kiss, kisses, Angela. Thank Bye. You. <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.